welcome to another edition of the UK Law Weekly podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. Before we get started, a quick reminder that you can find me on Twitter, I'm at Marcus Cleaver, and also remember to check out my YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Marcus Cleaver. This week we're going to be looking at the case of Moreno and the Motor Insurers Bureau, and the citation for this case is 2016 UKSC 52. Interestingly, this case is an example of a leapfrog appeal, meaning that it went directly from the High Court up to the Supreme Court. This is a convention that derives from the Administration of Justice Act 1969. In this case, Moreno was involved in a very serious car accident with an uninsured driver while on holiday in Greece. She made a claim of compensation to the Motor Insurers Bureau, and they argued that the compensation should be based on Greek law. Ms Moreno challenged this and said that instead the compensation should be based on UK law. Essentially, this comes down to the simple fact that under Greek law, Moreno would receive less money, whereas she would receive more money under UK law. At this point, the keen-eared amongst you might be asking, well, why is Moreno actually claiming from the UK insurance scheme and not the Greek one, given that she was actually injured by an uninsured driver in Greece? This gets to the nub of the issue, and the principle comes from a set of EU directives that were transposed into UK law by a set of regulations in 2003. The point of the directives was to facilitate claims across the EU by allowing victims to claim in their own member state. With this in mind, the Supreme Court began its approach to this case by looking at one of the core ideas of EU law, that UK law is to be interpreted in line with the directives. This line of reasoning can be traced all the way back to the famous case of Costa and ENEL, but perhaps the most relevant case here is Marleasing from 1990. The Supreme Court did note, however, that the relevant text in this case was not actually from the directives themselves, but in a subsequent agreement between the state bodies, such as the Bureau and the equivalent body in Greece and Germany and France as well, and this agreement forms a key part of the overall scheme. To be precise, the Supreme Court looked at clauses 7.2 and 8.2, which said that a state body should, quote, apply the law of the country in which the accident occurred, end quote. From this then, it's pretty clear that under EU law, it is the Greek level of compensation this is due to apply. But remember that the case doesn't end here because we also have to look at the set of regulations that the UK passed to transpose the directive in 2003. For the purposes of trying to keep an open mind, what I'm going to do at this point is read out both of the key provisions within the regulations. And I want you to think that if you were a High Court judge, for example, would you think on the basis of your own interpretation, should UK law or should Greek law apply? First of all then, Regulation 124 b says that the damage recoverable is that, quote, properly recoverable in consequence of that accident under the laws applying in that part of the UK in which the injured party resided at the date of the accident, end quote. The second provision is Regulation 132 b and this says that the Bureau shall compensate, quote, as if it were the body authorised and the accident had occurred in Great Britain, end quote. If you came to the conclusion, having listened to those two provisions, that it is UK law that should apply to Ms Moreno, then you would be in agreement with both me and the Court of Appeal in previous cases 
and the High Court in this case, but not with the Supreme Court in this particular instance. While Regulation 124B does make reference to the laws applying in that part of the UK, the Supreme Court decided to interpret this by saying this is about which jurisdiction should apply, rather than how the compensation itself should be calculated. Meanwhile, even though Regulation 132B talks about as if the accident had occurred in Great Britain, the Supreme Court merely noted that this was a functional provision. Now I know that with the cases such as Marleasing, the Supreme Court is under a duty to interpret the UK law insofar as possible in line with EU law, but this really is a stretch of statutory interpretation. The judges were clearly very keen to get to an interpretation that sat in line with the EU directives themselves, and were prepared to overlook some very poor legislative drafting. In many ways, even though Ms Moreno has lost out in this particular case, one almost has to be impressed with the ability of the Supreme Court judges to apply such an interpretation in this particular instance. They have managed to harmonise UK and EU law at a time when this is a particularly sensitive issue. I think that on the interpretive grounds themselves, a lot of people are going to question the Supreme Court's judgement in this case. It's not especially clear how they've reached the conclusions that they have, and as I said earlier, it does seem like a little bit of a stretch. Nevertheless, within the broader picture, I certainly do sympathise. It's hard to imagine that the drafter of the regulations back in 2003 intended them to contradict the directive, and it's certainly a solid argument that the Supreme Court judges are applying the intention of the government of the day. I've already made mention of the wider political context of Brexit, but perhaps this is quite an interesting case to look at in the light of EU law and its relationship with UK law. It also makes us think about what will happen to schemes such as that ran by the Motor Insurers Bureau once the UK does pull out of the EU. After Brexit is completed, will it still even be possible for people like Ms Moreno who are involved in accidents with uninsured drivers to be able to claim from the UK institution, or will they instead have to pursue lengthy and possibly expensive claims through foreign court systems? It's the small and detailed questions like this that are going to make the whole Brexit process very complicated indeed. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. Remember to leave a rating and a review on iTunes and also thank you very much to bensound.com who provide the music for this podcast. In the meantime, I look forward to speaking to you next week. So until then, bye. <laughs>